Welcome to this episode of the Middle Market Growth Conversations podcast. I'm Katie Mulligan, Content Director for ACG's Media Group. Today's conversation is going to focus on media liability. Nowadays, almost all businesses are also publishers in some way, whether they post pictures on Instagram, articles on their website, or even just send out marketing materials. And with those common practices come a whole new set of risks. With me today to talk about these risks are two members of QBE North America's team, Andrea Taylor, Vice President of Underwriting for Media Liability, and Evan Grover, Vice President and Claims Practice Leader for Media Liability. QBE is also the sponsor of today's episode. Andrea and Evan, thanks so much for joining me. Happy to be here. No, thanks for having us. So this is a topic that is very near and dear to me working in ACG's media group and publishing magazines and videos and podcasts. I know media liability is something that companies of all stripes have to be extremely careful about, which we'll get into. Um, But in the interest of full disclosure, this happens to be very relevant to me personally. So I'm excited to learn more about it. And I know our listeners will be too. Before I get too ahead of myself, though, I want to ask you both to introduce yourselves and to tell us a bit about your roles at QBE and how they interact. So, Andrea, let's start with you. What do you focus on as VP of Underwriting for Media and Liability at QBE? Yeah, in my role, I manage a team of underwriters and we receive applications for insurance from brokers. Um, And then we assess the risk posed by the customer's content. We then analyze the risks and determine how we can tailor our policy to meet the customer's needs. We do this in partnership with our claims and actuarial teams, as well as our insurance broker partners. Mm -hmm. And Evan, what do you focus on in your role as claims practice leader for media liability? Well, I manage the claims that are made and the lawsuits that are filed against our media customers that allege liability arising from their content. I also manage potential claims and provide guidance for claims resolution. In addition, I work with Andrea and our team. I help assess the risks and tailor coverage. I also identify claim trends so we can suggest risk management policies for our customers and develop future policy wording. Mm -hmm. Great. Thanks for that background. And since both of your roles relate to this specific type of insurance coverage, I wanted to spend just a minute talking about what exactly that is for anyone who's unfamiliar. So Andrea, can you walk us through what a media liability insurance policy typically covers? Yeah. Well, a media liability policy covers the risks of content and the expression that flows from the content. So expression of content can include speech. Um, It can include text, images, photos, videos, or any other mode of communication. The policy will specify what types of content are covered, which is usually referred to as the scheduled media. Evan, what kind of legal claims are typically made that are covered by a media liability policy? The media liability policy covers a variety of legal theories that commonly arise from content. For instance, claims of copyright infringement and trademark infringement and other types of intellectual property violations, such as plagiarism, theft of trade secrets, idea misappropriation, and right of publicity violations. The policy also covers claims of defamation, product disparagement, and trade libel. 
Mm-hmm. And Andrea, what types of companies need a specialized media liability policy versus just relying on their general liability coverage for protection? Yeah, well, the short answer really is any company that is producing or disseminating content. So media liability policies were initially developed for media and entertainment companies since the very focus of their business is the creation, production, and publication of content. But with the evolution of the use of the internet and social media by businesses and the greater ease of producing content, nearly every business is exposed to media liability risks. And any company that has a website or social media account who disseminates email blasts or sends out newsletters, that company is subject to media liability exposure. And as use of electronic dissemination has grown, media claims have increased. And we see that the insurance industry has gotten more restrictive in the protections offered under the general liability policy. General liability policies now often exclude common media risks. So this leads to the need for specialized media liability policies. Mm-hmm. And Evan, you you recently wrote an article where you touched on some common activities that can expose companies to intellectual property risks, two of those related to websites and social media. So can you talk about how posting photos, videos, or even music online, how that can expose a company to liability risk? Sure. If a company posts or shares photos or video clips in the content they create or distribute, if they don't have permission to do so from the copyright owner, they will be subject to liability for copyright infringement. There's a misconception that if it's on the internet, it's free. And that's not true. And it results in copyright lawsuits being filed every day. And as far as use of third-party music, when a company posts a video on its website or social media, such as TikTok or Instagram Reels, and the video is synced to music owned by a third party, if the use of the music synced to the video was not properly licensed, copyright exposure will arise, even if the music plays incidentally in the background. So if I'm running a a small company and I post a video on TikTok on behalf of my business or a photo on my website, given that I'm, you know, a small business out here, how is anyone going to know that I even did that? Well, another factor increasing media risk for all companies is the development of software that enables copyright owners and their attorneys to detect instances of copyright infringement, such as use of unlicensed music or photos. There's a whole cottage industry of plaintiff's attorneys who represent photographers and their licensing agents, and they use software that scours the internet and social media sites looking for specific photos. So if the company is using photos in its Facebook promotions or on its website that they just took off the internet, the infringements can be detected via a simple search. Similarly, there is also an industry of song tracking companies and attorneys who scour the internet to find songs that were used without obtaining a license for the use. One law firm has been bringing many of these claims on behalf of record companies and music publishers. While they've been focused on different industries like sports teams and traditional media companies, they are also pursuing non-media industries. Many companies are using influencers on social media for their marketing and advertising. 
If a company uses an influencer who creates videos for Instagram or TikTok, these videos may be deemed sponsored advertising and give rise to the same copyright risks as if the company posted the videos themselves. And influencers are less likely to adhere to or even be aware of careful intellectual property clearance procedures. And Evan, are there any other benefits to buying a media liability policy? Well, with a media liability policy issued by a dedicated media insurer, the claims are handled by a claims attorney well-versed in intellectual property and entertainment law. In addition, the dedicated media insurance carrier will retain a specialized defense attorney who has expertise in the laws and procedures and sophisticated legal strategies that are highly unique to media, intellectual property, and entertainment litigation. For example, a media liability attorney will have experience disposing of cases at an early stage based on First Amendment defenses or filing anti-slap motions. Yes, and, and plus a, a dedicated media liability insurer has media claims lawyers who are in a position to predict trends in media claims and lawsuits. So if multiple customers in the same field are experiencing similar claim trends, your media liability insurer can give you a heads up and recommend actions to reduce your risk and prevent or minimize claims. Mm-hmm. And you noted earlier that um, regardless of the size of the company, posting an image online or on their social media can be detected through software. I'm curious whether, though, there's a size at which media liability insurance becomes necessary for a firm and whether there's particular industries where media liability risks are most common. Well, we're seeing even very small and mid-sized companies receiving suits and claims, very small companies. If your company is publishing anything or using social media, there's media liability risk involved. For example, a restaurant has a Facebook account and posts photos of food and makes representations about the restaurant. They could be exposed to copyright liability if the photos are posted without a license, and they could be exposed to trade libel if they make false claims about a competitor. In another scenario, a nonprofit entity, perhaps an organization that publishes short-form films on its YouTube account, could be exposed to copyright claims if the video was filmed in front of a graffiti-marked building, or a trespass claim if they went on private property in making the film. And Andrea, another activity that seems relevant here is advertising and creating promotional materials. What are the media liability risks associated with those activities? Right. So companies need to be aware of the risks of violating trademark and trade dress rights. When a company disseminates content that promotes its products or services, the company could be exposed to a trademark or trade dress infringement claim. So, for example, if it uses a word or a phrase maybe a slogan or a label that is confusingly similar to the intellectual property owned by another entity. So companies should consult with an attorney who has expertise in media and intellectual property law because that lawyer can provide guidance on their business practices and how to manage their exposures and also can guide them on clearing content and obtaining licenses when necessary. 
Um, companies could also educate their employees about how to avoid media liability exposure and enact policies for employees to carry out their responsibilities within the bounds of the law. And the list of activities we've been referencing also includes misappropriation of name and likeness and of ideas, plagiarism and trade secrets. How have you seen companies expose themselves to liability through misappropriation? Well, claims alleging misappropriation of name and likeness are otherwise often known as a violation of the right of publicity. So claims can arise from promotional materials and advertising created or disseminated by a company. For example, if an employee uses a photo of a celebrity in company promotional materials, because they're thinking it might be cute or creative, that celebrity could sue, arguing that the use of their name or photo make it appear as if they are endorsing the company or the company's product. Their name and likeness has value. And using it for commercial purposes without permission or compensation could violate the right of publicity. As far as misappropriation of ideas and plagiarism, any creative contribution by an employee is usually owned by the company as a work made for hire under the Copyright Act. However, other types of relationships between the company and its workers are subject to varying contractual terms, which can give rise to disputes. For example, um, an individual who drafted written material and pitched a concept to a company could later bring a claim of idea misappropriation against that company. The individual might believe the company took their material or developed the concept without appropriately compensating them. Now, this might be excluded under other policies pursuant to an insured versus insured exclusion, but media liability policies usually remove that exclusion and cover claims asserted by an insured or former insured. Yes, and regarding trade secrets, very often companies hire employees away from competitors. A media liability policy can protect against intellectual property disputes that could arise when hiring from a competitor. So, for instance, if the new employee brings confidential documents or information or trade secrets from their former employer, the new employer could be subject to a trade secret claim. And beyond adding media liability coverage, Andrea, what are some of the ways that companies can protect themselves against the risks we've been talking about? Well, companies need to consider all the ways that they are using creating or disseminating content, and then make sure they have obtained any rights that are required by law. And it's a good idea to consult with a media attorney to do an overall evaluation of the company's media risks and provide training to employees and policies to guide their employees. Each company should also consult their insurance broker to make sure they have coverage in place to protect against the risks arising from all forms of content relevant to that company. And before we wrap up, I have to ask, you know, what are some of the media liability risks that you see on the horizon, Evan? The most prevalent and fast-moving media risk on the horizon is definitely generative artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence has been used in technology for years in ways that are familiar to us, you know, such as facial recognition that is used to open your iPhone or the automatic responses suggested when you type a message in Microsoft Teams. 
But now we have highly advanced generative artificial intelligence framework that learns from what it has been fed, and it's being used on a much grander scale. Generative AI, as it's known, will scour the internet, books, art, music, historical documents, all kinds of content, and then can analyze it and create new content. And the new content is based on everything it has taken in. You know, one popular form you may have heard of, ChatGPT, is being incorporated into a variety of popular search engines and websites. And it's being used for everything from writing essays and articles to creating illustrations, poems, songs, scripts, videos. There have already been claims of copyright infringement for the use of art in the style of other artists. And there's the risk of defamation claims for publication of false content. Remember, it's only as good as the content it has taken in. So the adoption of artificial intelligence as a tool and the media liability exposures that might arise from the use of AI are something we're watching very closely. I agree. I think this will be such a fascinating area to continue to watch. Andrea and Evan, this has been such an interesting conversation with so many helpful and practical suggestions for how companies can avoid media liability risks. So I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Middle Market Growth Conversations. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast in Apple Podcasts or on Spotify to make sure you never miss an episode. And if you liked what you heard today, please give us a rating and write a review. It really does go a long way in helping other listeners find out about us. This podcast is produced by the Association for Corporate Growth, the largest membership association for middle market M&A and corporate growth professionals. We host networking events across the world. We publish magazines and special reports and much, much more. Learn more about the benefits of membership at acg.org and consider joining us as a member. Last thing, if there is a topic you want to hear us talk about on this podcast, a guest you think would be great, or even if you just have some general feedback you want to share, we would love to hear about it. Please send us a note to editor at acg.org. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening.